everyone. I'm Mike Urbans, and welcome to It's Your Water. I'm glad you found us. Today, we're going to explore a practical application of ozone. Yes, ozone, the powerful oxidizer. I hardly know anything about this stuff, but today we have a special guest. They're always special. Dave Roning of American Water Conditioning in Wyalusing, Pennsylvania, the Endless Mountains, Pennsylvania. Hi, Dave. How'd you get your start in the water treatment industry? Tell us a little about Dave. Well, about 30-some years ago, I was raising livestock. Unfortunately, when I got the young animals in, they didn't thrive very well. And after an extended period of trying to find out why with veterinarians and veterinarians and more veterinarians, I finally came to the conclusion that I had cryptosporidium in my water. Now, this had a bad effect on the animals as they died. And at that time, there was no recommended method for neutralizing cryptosporidium. And it is to this day not an easy thing to track down in the lab and isolate and prove that you do or don't have it. Well, they proved it with me <laughs> when I came back from Guatemala. You know about that. Right. Yeah. Right. I've experienced the pain and suffering of, you know, crypto. So, uh, crypto's bad news. There yeah. was five people in my family, my wife and my oldest daughter weren't affected. I wound up in the hospital, narrowly avoided surgery, and after extensive treatment, they managed to cure me. And after that, it was a long process of finding something that would, I'd either go bankrupt or find something that would neutralize the cryptosporidium. Mm -hmm. After reading some books, going through the bibliography, I wound up talking to a fellow in Texas who was very nice and very informative. And when I described my problem, he said, you have cryptosporidium. He referred me to the University of Arizona, where I talked to a professor who just happened to be doing research on the effects of cryptosporidium on young animals. Somehow I got pointed towards ozone. Well, I talked to and met the manufacturer of an ozone company. We became friends. And over time, I learned how to get enough ozone in the water to take care of the cryptosporidium. And that's how I got started in the water treatment business. Yeah, from farmer to water treatment expert. Survival so. will make you do things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and this is, again, 30 years ago, our industry, I think ozone was just kind of in its infancy. But you have kind of some fun facts about ozone. You kind of dug up on how long it's been around. Well, ozone, apparently the French were the first to apply it at the turn of the last century, and they used it in municipal water treatment successfully at that time. Moving on later in this country, in the early 50s, Philadelphia used ozone to treat water from the Schuylkill River. Yeah, we call it the Shortkill no, River. Yeah. That's what it would have been because the bacteria count of the raw water being treated was in the stratosphere. Yeah. Yeah. It's back in the day when everything was kind of open sewer. You know? Kind of. Yeah. And everything ran into the river. So throw it in, take it out. 
Also, much more recently, back in the uh, 90s, the city of Los Angeles had an 800 million gallon per day plant that used ozone as the primary disinfectant. So those are some of the things that I ran into in my walk to ozone. Yeah. So, but they say that ozone doesn't have that residual though. Can't like send it out to the long lines. You have to reintroduce it, I would think. We're kind of getting into the application here. So that's true on a municipal level. You notice I use the term primary disinfectant. Okay. You can use chlorine or bromine as much more suited to keeping the levels up because ozone will actually continually reactivate bromine. A little bit of bromine will continually be reactivated if you expose it to ozone. Hmm. And that's what they do in swimming pools a lot. Oh, okay. And a little bit of bromine goes a long, long way if you're disinfecting your pool with ozone. Right. So you, it's not you could use in the potable water, but they do. But it's something that we don't because we're kind of water treatment dealers and not municipal guys. Correct. You know? But, you know, it's, it's kind of neat. So what is ozone? It's O3, right? So and how is it made? I mean, it, for our systems that we the dealer people would use i mean what's it like a magic box or it's It's a magic box it's a magic box okay well that's what i figured basically you're creating an electrical field a plasma in some generators and this takes the ambient oxygen in the air o2 and transfers it to o3 which is ozone okay ozone has a short life it does not last long And when it breaks down into water, it turns into nothing more than oxygen. Also, ozone has the benefit of being quite non-reactive. You put chlorine in water, it's going to react with a lot of things. Right. You put ozone in water. The organic problems, you know, we get the byproducts of chlorination is that trihalomethanes. Trihalomethanes. And so ozone just it's kind of inert, so it it doesn't do that. No, it does not. Yeah, that's a big positive there, especially for our friends down south on the, you know, on the organic highway (laughs) down in North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, where hot, warm juicy water tends to create dead bodies in the water yeah react with chlorine as a life of its own yeah it does it really does down there it's a challenge but we're up in the northeast here so we discussed in a pre-discussion the challenges we have is the uh, cyclical weather hot humid summers and cold dry winters but you know we'll get into that so it's basically I've heard a corona discharge or corona arc. Is that they use a is that a different method or the one that you use? It is a method. And yeah. I use corona and then there is another method which I'm looking into. Yeah. But corona has been what I mainly have That's used mostly for the, the general last. population can yeah, buy that. Mostly. Yeah. Well, now that we know kind of the background, how it's kind of made. What are its applications for us, us mortals? Where would we say, today, I want to use an ozone generator? Well, one of the best places is to get rid of sulfur odor. People find it extremely offensive. It's popular in the water treatment business. It brings a lot of business to us. Yeah. And a lot of times when sulfur is present, iron is present. 
And in the region of Pennsylvania that I cover, we have a lot of manganese. And there is nothing I have ever seen that is even close to ozone when it comes to removing manganese. Hmm. It will take it out for years and years with a basic primary oxidant mineral of your choice. And the ozone, as long as it's properly applied, it just keeps on going and going and going. Yeah, because it brings me to a point. I've had some customers with some difficult manganese because manganese tends to have a different valence that doesn't really lend itself to easily be removed, especially high manganese above one part per million. And I think state of Pennsylvania has put manganese on its hit list recently with the DEP being there's residual health effects that I never knew from manganese. Won't go into that. So ozone is the sulfur and manganese slayer when we use it with in conjunction with like a manganese dioxide, like Pyrolox uh, Advantage and manganese green sand. I prefer Pyrolox Advantage. They all work very well when the ozone's properly applied. Yeah, yeah. So that's important. So sulfur, manganese, do you really use it for bacteria or you, you keep it as UV lights? I pretty much use ultraviolet. If you're doing large amounts of very, very polluted water, a good injection of ozone at the right level will do things that you can't do with ultraviolet simply because it works around the turbidity in the water much better. Whereas ultraviolet, as we know, is not has, happy with has turbidity. To be clean. Yeah. yeah. Clean, dirty water. Clean, like, dirty water. Well, that's good. The... Modern technology, uh, now it's helped us out, say electronics. Yeah, we curse them <laughs> sometimes. And then remember the old time clock on valves, but now we have modern electronics to regulate. Has that helped you with, or has it ozone been the same technology? You know, the generators, I'm saying, has their chips, you know, our chips. We're talking about chips these days. Everything's a freaking chip. They're really, really never became a big thing with ozone. I'm not going to say they're not in there and they're not involved because they're in everything. Yeah. And as far as the power supplies for ozone, that is where the greatest improvement has taken place over the years. Gotcha. Is it cleaner, cleaner power? Well, the ozone generators in the past and even in the present, some of them, depending on the models, most of them have transformers. And as you know, transformers, if you put in too high a voltage, will put out too high a voltage. The power grid being what it is in our area, which is a rural area, the voltage will vary all over the place. Mm -hmm. So that was very tough on the older model generators. The voltage would spike up maybe to 170 volts, typically to 135 or 140. Mm -hmm. And the transformer would go right along and crank up the output voltage. Well, transformers don't like that very well. Mm. And they have come up with some improvements in that area, great improvements. The newest units are much more reliable than the older units. And I have any number of older units that have been in for 20 years and they're still working. Still working. Yeah. Yes. The reliability has been very, very good on the units that I've used. 
Yeah. Back to the applications and getting into limitations and bad reactions. I mean, we've all seen horrendous installations. Is there anything like a pearl of wisdom to send to the people like absolutely positively when you're applying ozone, you should do this? I can tell you what not to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Don't plug the generator into the wall. Do what'll happen if you just it, well, plug it'll it. run constantly and it'll eventually burn itself up and burn up maybe the plumbing or your or isn't that injecting a crap ton of ozone into the water? Just like well, it only injects you know? ozone into the water when there's a flow. When there's flow, gotcha. You have to have flow to create suction and get the ozone introduced into the water. Gotcha. So use a, just like a Venturi kind of effect. In some form or another. Yeah. Yes. So you have to correct. educt like these newfangled, you know, strap-on ozonators that we use on these, I call them air cleaners for like the fusions and uh, the passive ozone generators we use in our iron filtration units that, you know, everybody seems to make now. It's like this little tiny ozonator they turn on with a timer and then they're educted by the brine valves. And so it's not pushed. What we're saying here is it's not like a chemical pump where you push the ozone into the water stream. It has to be sucked into the well, water stream. Well, and depending upon the type of venturi used is the efficiency of how much of the ozone, how much mass transfer of the ozone that you can actually get. Get, right. And that's a little bit of an art, and these guys are going to have to talk to their ozone people and get a good feel for that. Mazai makes a very good Venturi, which has 98 or 99% mass transfer, which means you're able to mix it into the water very well. And, of course, the better you mix it into the water, the better it can oxidize the iron, manganese, sulfur, or whatever else you're trying to oxidize. Yeah. You use like a retention tank, like a chlorinator, you know, they need like retention time or is that? Really, ozone works so fast. Just as an example, ozone will kill certain forms of bacteria 3,200 times as fast as chlorine. Now, of course, that gets into concentrations and how much of this and that, but in general, it is much, much faster. And as I said before, it doesn't last a long time. It doesn't have a long life. 10 minutes, 15 minutes max, it's gone. And it's turned back into oxygen in the water. Yeah. So it does its work very, very quickly. A typical application would be to place a venturi in front of a pressure tank. And the time that the water spent going in and out of the pressure tank would be more than enough to perform its oxidation. Mm -hmm. And if you're running a steady stream of water, of course, you would then run it into an oxidation filter with the uh, media of your choice, hmm. Pyrolox being a, yeah, a good Yeah, Pyrolox one. advantage we like is kind of like it's a lighter, not pure Pyrolox, which is kind of heavy, but it's a manganese dioxide sand media. And you're talking about a lifespan of this, as long as things are properly maintained of 10 to 20 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So you reduct it into the water, you have a generator, you want to have it on a flow switch of some sort. When the water comes on, the ozone generator switches on. 
and then sucks the when the water flow is activated you want to activate the generator mm-hmm. when there's no water flow you don't want to you want to deactivate the generator right pretty simple right. it yeah. is there's yeah some little tweaks here and there and like i said uh, manufacturer of the ozone generator would probably help you out there a little bit i would hope so yeah the limitations cold air dry air wet air the drier the air the more ozone you'll produce and the less byproducts you'll produce. The one byproduct that's produced when you generate ozone would be nitric acid. And it's has not shown to be a major problem over time to me. If you go to clean the uh, generator tubes up, you just beware that there's going to be acid on there, nitric acid. Yeah, it's that yellow. Sticky yellow stuff. And if you get it on, it'll burn a hole in your pants. It'll Sting your fingers, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's not a terrible issue, really, on the whole. Right. Okay, good. Any interactions? Like, now, won't an oxidizer cancel out another oxidizer? Like, will ozone destroy chlorine? So, So, you're injecting chlorine for some reason, and then you put ozonator in there. I would have under the impression it would just destroy the chlorine. Boom, gone. It would have a bad effect on the chlorine. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it would. I can't think of any other ones that I was told. One thing you want to avoid doing is you do not ever want to use nylon fittings and expose them to ozone. They will very quickly look like you took a uh, propane torch to the fitting. It'll literally melt it. Gotcha. You want to use appropriate materials. Okay, ozone friendly. Ozone friendly, correct. Got it, got it. That's a good tidbit. I'm just thinking it through here. Yeah, I mean, uh, it seems, you know, yeah, as far as precautions, it seems like it's pretty simple. I, you know, you, I mean, there's going to be years of, you know, I mean, you're, you know your little tweaks and everything to this stuff. But what I'm just trying to get out there is, as I say, another tool in the toolbox well, I'll tell you one thing that uh, ozone has a huge advantage with, and that's the customer. I have removed many chlorination systems that were being used for sulfur, iron, whatever, replaced them with ozone. And I'm telling you, you can't believe how happy the customers are that they don't have to play with chemicals or mess around with things like that or keep track of them. And the lack of Ongoing maintenance is a big plus with the customer. It's a huge plus. Do they cost a lot of money at first? I mean, are they up there in cost? They're very reasonable. Yeah. So it's nothing like we sell this thing called an ultra filter, which is, you know, a membrane system. Well, people go in a shock when they see they have to spend $6,000 for a. <laughs> Ultra filter, you know, it's like, whoa, you know. Depending on the system, there's typically they run from $2,400 on up, depending upon the application. But right. uh, a lot of the average run of the mill systems that we use, they generally run about that. Yeah. yeah. And then we run more when we're, we get to involved 20 or 30 parts per million of iron we use a bigger generator and we might use more oxidation minerals it just depends on everything in the water yeah i mean well you got to do your water analysis Uh, i preach this to everybody listening to these podcasts you have to test your water 
Absolutely. You want to know what's in there every as much as possible. Yeah, but it's usually the mineral content that reacts, right? It's like organics and you're doing your your loading. Well, depending upon the uh, situation, one thing you want to avoid is using ozone where there is a large quantity of aerobic bacteria present. Hmm. Sometimes that does not work out well. Okay. So it'll maybe supercharge them like- It breaks down into oxygen. Oh, yeah. See, now this is what happens with peroxide. I tell people not to use peroxide. It can feed slime bacteria. Correct. Correct. Ozone is a lot friendlier than peroxide when it gets tied up with slime bacteria. Gotcha. But it does have its complications. And it really, we're giving one name to one bacteria, but there's many varieties and many different types. And one might go crazy and the next one might just keel over and die from the exposure to the ozone. Right. It's really something you learn through experience. Yeah. It really sounds like something this guy should explore out there. That's why I was shocked when I went through my repertoire here that I never really did anything on ozone. Well, it's a wonderful seller. Customers, all I can tell you is how much the customers like it. I mean, I've been putting it in for 30 years, over 30 years. And when I have a system wear out, I get a phone call from somebody. Hey, you know. I haven't heard from them for 20 years mm-hmm. or 15 years. And now my phone's ringing and they want another system because they're so happy with the first one. Yeah. And I get a call from their neighbor. I have whole developments where one person gets it, then another person gets it. And these are areas that are absolutely overrun with iron. You're talking 20 to 50 parts per million. Mm-hmm. If you design it correctly, it'll handle it. And people are just love to get away from chemicals. They love it. Right. So, you know, it's just funny. In my whole career, I haven't really touched on ozone. And it's always been just telling people to use chemical. You know, I don't even sell or distribute an ozonator. But I just thought, geez, I think our podcast listeners are missing the boat here. And that they should really explore it when they're sick of chemicals. This is I'm wrapping it up here saying... If you've been using chemicals all these years, you should really consider doing ozone, getting your feet wet in the O3 world. So, you know, I guess you would agree that uh, the bottom line is ozone's a friendly, a lot friendlier than chemicals. Well, all I can tell you is when you tell somebody I can replace your chlorination system, which has been nothing but a headache to you with something that you basically don't have any maintenance, ongoing maintenance on, except for the dealer can schedule his maintenance on the units as he wishes. Mm-hmm. Cleaning that nitric acid out. Yes, periodically. Yeah, Their service is definitely a part of things. The customers, they're the ones that tell me. I follow the money. Yeah. Well, cool, Dave. Thank you. Thanks for uh, you know your time here and your longtime friendship. Dave and I go way back. I appreciate you you doing this for me. Glad to do it anytime, Mike. Okay. Trust the frog, everybody. Bye. Hi, everyone. Uh, Dave and I, he kind of looked at me pie-eyed when I said, well, I really don't sell ozone systems. And he looked at me and he said, well, yes, you do. Because he does 
have a ozone system that he distributes. Little did I know, I thought I well, I completely forgot about it. But <laughs> to be honest with you, so he didn't throw anything; just threw uh, the hairy eyeball at me. Just as a footnote, I now am an expert in ozone application technologies. Why I do these podcasts is we all learn, and I learned that chlorine is to remove sulfur and bacteria, not bacteria, sulfur and uh, iron and manganese pretreating is probably not the way to go. So there's a footnote, everybody. Let my phone ring, and I'm ozone man now. Take care. Trust the frog. Bye. Thank you.